0: Welcome to Takas Topics, because there's more than one topic to talk about. This is episode two of Takas Topics, and uh, the first one was just kind of me talking about myself, and this one is also going to be me talking about myself, but more specifically talking about my cosplay uh, misadventures. That's probably what I'll title this, Cosplay Misadventures, because I've made a few cosplays, but I mean they're not the greatest. So I'm just gonna like talk about uh, how I made them and what uh, what was the process for all of that. So I'm gonna start this by talking about like TikTok and cosplayers on TikTok because there's a lot of cosplay on TikTok, but A lot of it is just really cringy for lack of a better word it's just really cringy to look at and myself included honestly i've i've made a couple of tiktoks of me in my mandalorian armor and i have no idea what i'm doing like i don't know i don't know anything about editing or like the effects or the features on tiktok so like, the ones that I've made is just me kind of standing there, like, reacting to something. Which is very low effort because I'm wearing a helmet and I don't even, like, have to really react. So, yeah, that's pretty much how that goes for me. But there are, like, cosplayers on TikTok, I think of um, uh, the Republic Rangers, like Commander Blackout and Sprite and Sella. They, like, really know what they're doing, and their TikToks look so cool, and I just, I love watching them, but, like, if I showed it to somebody else who, like, had never seen anything like that before, they would probably be pretty weirded out and not understand it. So, I don't know. Is that just me being self-conscious about what I like? Or, I don't know, is it a problem with society? We live in a society guys. Did you know that? We live in a society. So yeah, if you couldn't tell today, we're mostly going to be talking about cosplay, but like my sad attempts at it. The first cosplay that I made was um, Adora from the new-ish She-Ra show on Netflix. So She-Ra was like a popular show and they remade it Netflix as an original Netflix show with like new designs and everything and I thought the animation was cute so I watched it and the main character is Adora she is the one who transforms into She-Ra by like taking the sword and saying for the no by I don't remember if it's by or for the power of Skull. I think it's by wait no I have no clue I don't remember. I watched the whole show, and I don't remember what the phrase was. But anyway, she says that, and then she transforms into a giant woman. But I wanted to do Adora, just Adora, like her regular being, because she kind of looks like me. Like, she has dirty blonde hair and blue eyes, and I was like, hey, whatever, that looks like me. That would be pretty easy to cosplay if I wanted to do a cosplay. So I'd always just thought that when I was watching the show. Um. So that made me feel like I could dress up as her, and then I got the opportunity because me and my family were gonna go to a, a convention. So I thought, hey, I can just like quick whip up this cosplay, right? I mean, honestly, yeah, I kind of did just whip it up because her outfit's pretty standard, like it's pretty easy figure out she's got like a white turtleneck kind of thing going on with a design on the back and the front and she's just got like gray pants and boots and like that's pretty much it but so what I did was I got a white shirt off of Amazon and I just used fabric paint on it to get like the right designs on it which you know it worked for the con but doesn't look that great so just keep that in mind fabric paint works but it's not gonna give you the best result i don't know what would because this is the only experience i have with like altering clothes so yeah no wait actually i did use acrylic paint on fabric but that's not like was a loincloth it wasn't like a shirt or anything that needs to move around a lot so the acrylic worked good on that for what it was uh so this shirt that I got is really see-through because it's white and I got it off Amazon so of course it's going to be see-through so I hate wearing like camis under shirts because I get really warm but I had to because it would have looked really bad if I didn't and like I said, her hair is dirty blonde. My hair is dirty blonde. So I didn't have to get a wig. Because I don't know anything about wigs. So I didn't get a wig. I just put my hair up in a ponytail. And figured out how to do her little like hair poof thing on the top of her head. Which is... I mean, it was pretty really easy for me to figure out. I, I don't know a lot about hair. But I could figure this out. So I did. And so that was pretty doable. And the the sword... That was a different story. I watched a bunch of EVA foam sword making tutorials on YouTube. EVA foam is like craft foam, but like thicker and just like better. So I thought I had an idea of what I was doing because I watched all these videos. So I went to the store and I bought two large sheets of foam, but it was styrofoam because I was just like oh yeah styrofoam that's firm that'll work the same right uh-uh. it didn't it didn't work because what I had to do was like cut out the shape of the sword but what happens when you cut styrofoam is that all of the little pieces of styrofoam just go everywhere and you can't get a clean cut because it's Like, because of the way that styrofoam is structured, you can't get a clean cut on it. So, this sword looked absolutely horrible. I was just like, whatever, I'll just paint it and then it'll look better. It didn't. That didn't work. Because I had to, I was spray painting it. And you cannot just spray paint foam. Because it'll just, the foam will just, like, eat up the paint and it'll just, like, disintegrate. So I, I like tested it on a piece of foam and was like, oh yeah, this is not going to work. So I think my brother told me to wrap the sword in paper and then paint it after there was paper on it. So I put paper on the back and the front of the sword and I just painted the paper and the sides of the sword look really bad because you could still see all that exposed uh, styrofoam that just kind of shriveled up from the paint that hit it so messed up and I shoved a little metal rod into the handle of it because you know it's made of styrofoam and there's no like weight distribution and there were a few people at the con who like yelled at me stuff like hey she and there was one person who wanted a picture with me so I mean that made me feel pretty good even though I knew that my cosplay wasn't really that good but somebody still liked it so you know yeah and uh that's the story of my first cosplay and now what you've all been waiting for it is Taka's banana update so today it's a 10 it's just a 10 you know um perfect banana absolutely perfect I have no complaints. It was it was it was soft but not too soft. It was sweet, but it wasn't too sweet. And there were no bruises, and it was just mm mm. It was perfect. It's a good banana. This has been Taka's banana update. Thank you. Now on with the rest of the podcast which is still on this same topic of cosplay because now I'm going to talk about my second cosplay which I started pretty much immediately after Yodora cosplay, which is Edward Elric from Fullmetal Alchemist. And Fullmetal Alchemist is an anime. The one that I love specifically is full metal alchemist brotherhood. There's two different ones. I don't feel like explaining this really, but <laughs> there's two different full metal alchemist animes. There's one that's just full metal alchemist and there's one that's full metal alchemist brotherhood and brotherhood is better. Don't come at me. Just I know there's some people out there who think the regular full metal alchemist is better, but it's not. Brotherhood is so much better in every way. The animation, the story, the characters, it's just better. Anyway, so Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood is my favorite anime. It's up there on my favorite shows. So, obviously, I saw Edward Elric, who is blonde, and thought, hey, I could do a cosplay of Edward Elric, because he's blonde and I have blonde hair. You guys see how my thought process works. Basically, I I try to find characters that look kind of like me, so that I have to do the least amount of effort in getting to the end result. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Man, it's so hard to say so many times, and I've been saying it so many times. Anyway, it's my favorite anime, and I just, it's one of the first ones that I watched, and I just love how Ed looked with his auto-male limbs. They call it auto-male, but it's basically a prosthetic limb that's like all metal-y, and it looks really cool. So I thought that would be a cool thing to make, and it would look pretty cool if I got it right. So So I decided to cosplay as Ed. And his outfit is pretty simple. He wears a black tank top with a little black jacket over it, black pants, black boots, and a long red coat. But half of his clothes get ripped off and like torn up and destroyed in every fight that he's in. So you can really just choose whatever iteration of his outfit that you want to be wearing. So the easiest thing for me to do was to just do the tank top. Because then I don't have to try and make a coat or buy an expensive coat. Because I don't know how to sew. I don't know how sewing patterns work. I don't have a sewing machine. I don't know how to use one. And I didn't feel like spending a lot of money on an already made Edward coat. So the tank top was the way for me. And there's like this square neckline. On his tank top. So I wanted to get that. So I just took an old black t-shirt that I had. And I turned it inside out. So that you couldn't see the Star Wars logo. On the outside. And I just cut. With the scissors. I just cut the neckline out. Like someone who has no idea what they're doing. I just cut the neckline out. And you know what? It actually worked some shirts if you did this all the like threads would go crazy and you'd probably have a lot of like little shirt crumbs coming off your shirt all the time. Mm, what a fun phrase, shirt crumbs. Anyway, I just cut this shirt and I cut the left sleeve off because the left his left arm is the one that's just a regular arm. So I just cut the sleeve To be a tank top on that side and for the right side I left the sleeve so that I could velcro it to the long black glove that I got for the rest of my arm which was gonna go under the auto mail arm because I needed something under it so that's what I did. The way I actually started this whole cosplay was I like mocked up a bunch of hand armor not armor, auto designs with just pieces of paper. I just kind of cut them out and taped them around my hands. I took pictures of them, like, wow, look at me. I'm kind of making Edward's hand. And then I just like cut them off my hand and tried to make patterns so that I could use a better material to make the actual hand. And you will notice that this, like, putting stuff on me and cutting it off, and making templates out of it, is kind of the way I make everything, especially, like, the um, armor plates that I make for my Mandalorian armor, because, I mean, I just kind of, like, taped stuff onto me, and was like, yep, that looks good, and then I, like, took it off, and cut it a little bit, and put it back on, I was like, that looks better, and then I take it off, and <laughs> cut it out with The real material that I want to use. So that's what I did with this hand. I just made like the finger pieces and the main hand piece. And then I bought um, light gray 2mm foam sheets off of Amazon. And I started making the hand. And since Fullmetal Alchemist is a really, really popular anime, there were plenty of videos on the internet of people making their own automail arms so i had a lot of advice and like examples to look at and a lot of people suggested using Sintra, especially for the hand which is like a harder material than foam and you can shape it with heat and it like it's much more durable but it's a lot more expensive so i just i had to go with foam and the foam worked really good for me honestly i have each of the finger pieces uh, connected with black elastic so I can still like I have full range of motion with my hand with this AutoMail hand on because I left like the joints alone I didn't put foam over them so all the pieces are connected with black elastic where my joints are so that you can't even see the elastic against the black glove that I'm wearing under so that worked out pretty nice and the main hand part just like slides right onto my hand and then I can put each of the fingers on individually so I felt pretty good about the hand after I did the molding for that and then I was like I'll make the forearm piece now which involved a lot of just referencing back to pictures of Ed's arm and hand and like from different angles. And one of the hard things was getting it to look like like the real arm, like accurate to the real arm. But I did it. The original plan for me was to stop at the forearm and I would just get a red coat to go over like the rest of the arm and then I would maybe have like the sleeve torn up a little bit to reveal part of the forearm. But then I was just like, you know what? I did the forearm. I'll just do the whole arm cuz I'm almost here. Might as well just do the entire arm, right? So I did the rest of the arm. And that was really fun. I really liked it. The way I'm saying this makes it sound like it wasn't fun, but I really did like it. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyway, I really liked making the arm, and I just, I made the rest of it, and the way, oh man, I did not plan this very well, so I put the arm on, I get, so I put the shirt on, and then I put the black glove on, and I velcro it to the sleeve of the shirt, and then I put the arms on, and the, they like, close around my arm with velcro. And you know, for most people this works, but I did not plan out very well how the velcro was going to go on my arm. So there's every time I take the arm off, I like rip the foam a little bit more. It's really hard to explain if you didn't if you don't see it, but you know, it looks fine when it's all connected. But I don't know. Some planning would have done me well for this. But this is where we are. Live and learn. People live and learn. This is the this is the um message of this podcast, I guess, is that I'm pretty dumb. Yeah, that's pretty much just it. I'm pretty dumb and I make a lot of mistakes, but I do learn from some of them. I don't learn from others, but I do learn from some of them. So, remember that. I'm dumb, but sometimes I learn from my mistakes once i had all the molding done for the arm i waited for like a good day to go spray paint it was this was about uh like the middle of october when i was doing this end of october when i was doing most of this honestly i think it was on halloween that i spray painted the arm so that was pretty cool i sprayed it first listen here i learned i learned that you can't just spray foam. You cannot just spray foam with spray paint because the foam will eat it up. So I got this thing called Plastidip, Plastidip, which is like, it's kind of like a rubber that you just spray onto your thing. And it's pretty cool. I mean, that was gonna set the surface of the foam so that I could spray it with spray paint. So I took the plastidip Dip and I sprayed all the pieces and then they were all black because this Plasti Dip was black and the plastidip Dip kind of gave these foam pieces like a rough texture even after I added the spray paint the silver spray paint but I didn't really know what else I could do or what else I could have used at the time. I mean it looks fine like the silver spray paint's still really like shiny, and it looks good, so I don't know what I would have done differently, but it's n- it doesn't look as good as other people's arms do so yeah i th- I mean I think it looks pretty good for for my second cosplay ever and my first attempts at making foam like armor or just foam modeling at all I think it was pretty good and I had like never worked with hot glue before this I was honestly I was pretty scared of hot glue because I was like it's hot it's gonna burn me and now that I've been burned about two dozen times I'm still a little bit scared, but I'm not as scared. So yeah, I got over my fear of hot glue, which was pretty rational. Because, I mean, you watch, like, ugh, has anyone seen, like, five-minute crafts videos where they just, they use hot glue for random crap? Like, they'll just, like, put hot glue on, like, the bottom of a cup and be like, it's grippy now. And that's the craft. So I was like, hot glue's dumb. Why would I ever use hot glue? But then I realized hot glue is like my savior. Hot glue will even be... It will be more of my savior in the future. Of In the future... It's the past now, but it was the future when I was making this cosplay. Because soon I was going to make something else. Which required a lot more determination uh yeah so that's the story of my Edward cosplay I just for the pants in the anime his pants are like shiny like all his clothes are black but they all have they all look like they have different textures so the tank top just looks like regular his uh jacket could be the black jacket could be like leather maybe no because then his pants would be leather. I don't remember. No, his pants are shiny. I know that his pants are shiny. It's really hard to tell what materials are when everything's in too deep. But his pants are shiny. So they could be leather. But I just I just used regular black dress pants that I got. So, you know. That was the best I could do. Because I got these pants just like so I could have black dress pants. And I was just like, oh well, I'll just use them for the Ed Cosplay. Because I wanted to find as many... I don't really want to buy clothes for a cosplay that I can't just wear as regular clothes. And there are a few things that you just have to give up for the cosplay. Like, I mean, the, the black shirt that I taped, that I uh, hot glued Velcro to and cut up. For, the, for Ed's uh, tank top. I can't really wear that shirt at any other time. Unless I'm wearing the arm over it. Because it looks bad. But, you know. Try to, if you're making cosplay. And if you're a beginner at cosplay. I feel like I'm not really authorized to give much advice on this. But if you're beginning at cosplay. Don't just buy a bunch of stuff. Buy cheap stuff to work with. Like, these these two millimeter sh- uh, foam sheets that I got, like, ten bucks for, like, ten of them. And that's that was plenty. So, I just... Yeah, I mean... Work with what you have, because if you buy expensive stuff and you don't even know how to use it, you might just end up wasting materials. So I think it's better to practice on less expensive materials like this foam that I have and like old t-shirts and clothes that you already have that you don't have to mess with so yeah and I he has this like iconic red coat but I don't know how to make it and I don't know if I want to buy one if I if I end up if cons come back, if conventions come back, and I have the opportunity to go to one, I may consider buying a coat for Ed. But, as of right now, it's just the tank top, because that's what was easy and cheap. So, yeah. And that is the story of my second cosplay. And next, I will be talking about my third slash fourth cosplay it's like a mandalorian and a jedi but they're the same character it's just two different outfits so i feel like that's kind of the same cosplay but whatever it doesn't really matter that much that's pretty much all i have to say about that cosplay and now it is time for the song of the day And the song of the day is the Mandalorian theme. Of course it is, because I'm about to talk about my Mandalorian cosplay. But also, I'm getting really hyped up for the release of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Because we're going to have Boba Fett. And Ahsoka. We're going to have Boba Fett and Ahsoka. And maybe Sabine and a bunch of characters that I like, and I want to see them, and I want to watch them, and I am holding on hope that they'll still, like, put Captain Rex in there somehow. Somehow. I, I want them to put Rex in there so bad, because I absolutely love Rex. It's my favorite Star Wars character. I I go back and forth, because... I can't decide if I like Rex, Obi-Wan, or Boba Fett, but I feel like I've liked Boba Fett the most for the longest time, and I like him, and I love Mandalorians, obviously, so like, I love Boba Fett, and I have so many, like, figurines of Boba Fett, but, and I love Obi-Wan because, like, he's cool, he's quippy, he's sassy, he's got a really sad story and I love Rex because he's like the best soldier he also has like a really sad story and it's just kind of tragic to think about the clones okay no I will save this topic for another time we don't need to talk about this right now I'm talking about the Mandalorian theme because that is the song of the day Mandalorian theme is the song of today. Song of the day. Because it is very cool and I like it. The song is very cool and I like it. And I'm hyped for season two. And I'm talking about Mandalorians. So, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. You are now in the mood for talking about Mandalorians. Because I was just talking about it. Loosely. Well. I've got some good news for you because now we are talking about my Mandalorian cosplay. So, this one is different from all of the other ones that I've talked about so far because of a number of reasons. First of all, there's a helmet, which I have never made anything close to before, ever. Second of all, this is my OC, which means Original Character. Some of you know what this means, and some of you... Maybe don't, so I'm going to explain this. An OC, or original character, is pretty much a character that an artist will create, uh, that fits within a specific fandom, or just any kind of general universe of existence. It's just like an original design of something. Like a character, or... is usually character. But you can, I mean it's just a character it's a character that someone makes and they come up with a design for it themselves it's kind of hence the title original character so you could kind of relate this to having like an imaginary friend uh so some people draw their ocs they make art with it or they write stories about their ocs and some people make cosplay so my mandalorian oc is something that I drew first like years and years ago and it went through a lot of like revision and changes and once I decided to make it into a full cosplay the design changed even more depending on what I could realistically do with like my skills in making the actual set of armor so again at the beginning of this project you could say at the beginning of it I underestimated myself I underestimated myself and I said I was just gonna make a helmet I was just gonna find like a a foam helmet tutorial and make a helmet I didn't have to make anything else I was just gonna make a helmet because that would be cool I'd like put it on my dresser and look at it right that'd be cool so that was the plan so I scoured the internet looking for videos and templates and I found a couple of really good tutorials and one that I learned a lot from, and I kept coming back to for, I just watched it over and over again because I just really liked this one. It's called Star Wars Boba Fett Helmet DIY How-To by the channel called Make for Others. It's a really, it's a pretty short video. The guy's like, the guy making it, he's really like positive and fun to watch. And I liked the video because it's short and very descriptive. And like the guy like he makes a couple of mistakes just like everyone else. It's not a perfect run through. So, I just liked that one. And I got Boba Fett helmet templates from the Mandalorian Works website, and the Mandalorian Works is like an official cosplay group of people who make Mandalorian armor, and you have to like if you want to be part of it, like officially you have to get your armor like approved and I don't think mine would be approved because I made it out of foam but you know whatever it's fine I don't need to be part of it because then I would have to like make commitments (sighs) and I don't really want to do that I just kind of made this for fun so I got the templates from their website I got the helmet templates and I practiced making the dome of the helmet a couple of times with paper and I changed the design of Boba's visor to be a modified night owl visor. The night owl visor. If you look at um Boba Fett, he has a T visor, and it's it's like a flat T horizontally, a flat line horizontally, pretty much, and then a flat line going down in the middle. And that's called a T visor, or just like a regular Mandalorian visor. There's there's a lot of different types of visors and the one I wanted to make was kind of like a night owl visor it's a little bit different than a night owl helmet because the cheeks aren't shaped the same way but so what I changed was just the visor shape so uh, in the night owl there's like a little peak that goes down uh, in the middle on the top if you want to see pictures just go to my Instagram so Insta- plugging myself, so go to my Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I changed the visor. I wanted it to be Night Owl, and I wanted a ridge on the top of the helmet, kind of like Dinjarin from the Mandalorian, because Boba doesn't have anything on the top of his helmet except um, a big dent. I didn't really know how to make that, so but I wanted something on the top. So I have a ridge that goes on the top of the helmet. My paper templates that I had, they were all cut out. And they were all ready. But I had to make, I had to find the right material to make it out of. So the ear pieces, the ridge, the inward facing cheeks, the top of the visor, and the back, which is like a bench kind of looking thing, were all made out of the same gray two millimeter foam that I used for my Edward cosplay but I needed thicker foam for the main body of the helmet so I went on Amazon and I ordered like those um foam puzzle piece exercise mats which are pretty firm pretty yeah I mean they're good material for and for me not knowing what I'm doing so once I got the foam I laid out all my templates and I got to work cutting them out so this was kind of rough because I don't have like a a real like craft foam knife for cutting so the cutting wasn't really like straight and it wasn't really great look at me rhyming I'm, I'm doing poetry man I'm doing poetry anyway that's not what we're here for. So I set out all the templates and I started cutting them out but my piece of foam wasn't really long enough for like the main part of the helmet that wraps around so the back of it looks really bad because I had to add a whole piece to make it like wrap around in a line with the dome. hope this is all making sense. If not it doesn't really matter because this is just my helmet that I made myself. <laughs> if you're looking, if you're looking for, like, good advice, I am not the place. Uh, there are plenty of other people who know what they're doing way more than I do. But basically, I got everything to fit together and I just I held it together with sheer willpower and hot glue. Here's me just relying on hot glue so much. I had I used so much hot glue to keep this thing together. Because I also don't have like a heat gun to form foam with. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't form this with heat forming, so like if I ripped apart the helmet it would all just unfold and like probably go back to being like flat eventually so yeah that's pretty fun I tried I tried using like a hair dryer that didn't really work anyway it so I got it all together and it really it didn't look that great so I did what I could to fix stuff with spackle and sanding but I'm really impatient so I would just be like, "Ah, yeah, whatever, this looks good." And then I sealed the top of the dome with Mod Podge. I I didn't use Plastidip this time. I used Mod Podge to to like seal the foam. And it was a lot more time-consuming than using plastidip, but I had more control over like the texture because I wanted I wanted the helmet to look smooth and not like Ed's arm does, where it looks kind of rough. And I like the result that I got with the uh, with the Mod Podge. But there were a few days where I was just sitting around looking at this helmet that I have with Mod Podge on the top and I just thought, you know, I could sand that more. I could sand those ridges down. I could sand the the seams where the uh, foam didn't quite connect. And so I started sanding <laughs> I started sanding on top of the Mod Podge. This was a stupid idea because the Mod Podge started, like, peeling off. And then, like, I couldn't really sand the thing unless there was no Mod Podge on it. So then I spent a couple hours peeling all of the Mod Podge off of the top of the helmet. This was... This was rough. But I I got it all off, and then I, I kept sanding the... The seams of the helmet. And then I was like, okay, "Okay, I'm done sanding. So I resealed the dome with Mod Podge. But this time, the texture was all like gross and bumpy because all the spackle was ruined after I peeled the Mod Podge off. And I didn't sand like every part of the spackle because I was like, oh, I already sanded that part. I only need to sand the seams. So. Ugh. It just looks pretty bad. So now the top of the helmet is all ugly and lumpy and stuff. But I just thought, whatever. It's battle damage. And I called it a day. Nothing a good paint job can't fix, right? Wrong. The helmet is still lumpy and disgusting. But I'm going to keep saying that it's intentional battle damage. Only the people who have listened to my podcast and a few people who have talked about this to before will know the real truth. That that the it's not actually battle damage it's just it's just be it's just me um not knowing what i'm doing that's it so uh and the visor itself is also really janky because it's not made out of blast shield like most people use like they buy a blast shield off amazon cut it out no 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 that was too expensive for me so i got like this film from menards that you put on windows To make it not so bright in your house. So, I mean, it works because you can't see into it, but you can see out of it. It's just like really uh, blurry to see out of. But, you know, whatever. It's the best I could do. I could probably like cut it out and change it sometime if I really wanted to. Or I could just make a completely new helmet because this one is trash. Speaking of trash, I had it for months where this helmet was, I had it pretty much done. I painted it all, it was all painted, and I had it for months where it was just too loose on my head, so I would just stuff an old t-shirt on the top of my head whenever I wanted to wear it. It got really hot and like steamy in there whenever I put it on. And just recently, I decided to finally put a freaking fan in it once again no clue what I'm doing so I velcroed some like actual helmet pads into the helmet so now it fits on my head without using a t-shirt and I bought some USB fans off of Amazon and I velcroed one of them to the bottom of the visor so that it blows up onto my face pretty loud but this was the only This was the only place in the helmet that I could put it for it to actually, like, blow. And I have the cord of it uh, moving to the back of the helmet, where I have a portable charger velcroed to the inside, which made the back of the helmet pretty back-heavy, but I can probably fix that with, like, some weight in the front or something. I don't know. This helmet is not perfect in any way, and it doesn't need to be. The best part about making your own O.C.'s cosplay is that you can just do whatever you want, and no one's allowed to be mad about it. I really took these liberties when I designed the gauntlets. This was one of the most fun parts for me because it was just like cutting random pieces of foam and hot gluing them to other random pieces of foam. I just kind of had to, I just made up the entire shape of the gauntlets, and I just, I really like that part, because they're, a, they're completely original, and the other pieces are pretty simple, just collar plate, back plate, breast plate, stomach plates, shoulder plates, hand plates, lots of plates, and they were all made out of the same two millimeter foam from Amazon. I think I actually had to buy more of it to continue this part because the 10 sheets that I had before wasn't enough. So I was originally going to stop again with just the top half of the body pieces of armor after my original, original plan was to just do a helmet. But I decided to make some knee pads for funsies. They're completely based off of this uh, Boba Fett figure I got from the Disney store downtown Chicago so they're just like knee pads made out of foam with made out of the um the foam exercise mat foam and they've got like little gun looking things on the sides and I attached them to my knees with black elastic the rest of the plates all velcro onto me so I'll talk about that. Um, The cloth in my cosplay consists of a neck wrap to cover my neck skin. And an old black t-shirt, which I turned inside out, to uh, go under all of the Velcro pieces that Velcro onto them. And the way I made all these plates was (laughs) taping stuff to my body and then taking them off and going, yeah, that looks good or cutting pieces off and seeing what worked so that's how i did all of that those pieces and then i just velcroed all the pieces to this shirt and um, then i also had a long sleeve tee, a gray long sleeve t that goes under the velcro t-shirt and then i have fingerless gloves which have hand plates on them velcroed onto them. I have black sweatpants, long black socks, and the same black boots that I used for my Edward cosplay. So for covering the groin area I didn't really want to make a piece of armor to wear there because that would be uncomfortable. So I made a little loincloth looking thing with a design on it. It kind of looks like a really wide and short just look at just look at my Instagram you'll see it for my weapon I made a DC 17 blaster pistol which is a pistol from the Clone Wars era most often seen used by Captain Rex my aforementioned favorite Star Wars character I made the blaster out of uh, two pieces of foam exercise mats creating my own template by tracing my airsoft pistol and then looking at the teeny tiny DC-17 that I had from a Captain Rex action figure f- from when I was a kid. And we bought the action figures when the show came out in 2008. And actually I think it was from the movie. It doesn't really matter. It was definitely from the movie, but that doesn't matter. Um, so I cut two pieces of this foam and stuck them together. Uh, And then I used pieces of the 2mm foam for the intricate-ish designs. not really that intricate, but the more detailed uh, designs. And I just used PlastiDip for the main paint job of the blaster. Because originally I was like, okay, I'll paint this with PlastiDip and then I'll paint it black. But then I painted it with PlastiDip and I was like, honestly, it looks kind of good with just the PlastiDip. And it really does, like, it. I really like uh, the blaster and how I got the paint job on it. Because after it was just black, I used silver acrylic on, like, the corners of stuff to make it look all battle-worn and stuff. So I'm really proud of how the gun looks. But since it is completely foam, it's really light, and it has no weight distribution... Like, I could put, I could, I want to try and put weight, like, in the handle of it. I don't know. It really doesn't need it. But, so, then I made a gun holster for the blaster out of foam, and I velcroed it to my pants. Which wasn't my favorite choice, but if I didn't velcro it down, it would just come up every time I wanted to take the blaster out. So, yeah. I don't really have great pictures. I told you, go look on my Instagram, but the pictures aren't really amazing because I'm too embarrassed to go out in public and also have someone else take pictures of me in it. And I don't really have a great place in my house to take pictures. And so far, far the best I have is me standing in my backyard using the self-timer on my phone. But, yeah, again, you can see pictures of that on my Instagram. And the last thing that goes with this cosplay is is why I called it, like, my third-slash-fourth cosplay is because um, it's my Jedi cosplay because this is the same character. Because, you know, you know I had to make my OC Jedi and a Mandalorian, right? Obviously, I had to do that. So, basically, this is the Jedi outfit of my mandalorian and there is a really large wasp trying to get in my window go away that was pretty weird anyway so for this jedi cosplay i just used the same black sweatpants as the mando and since it's the same character i also used the same boots and i used the same loincloth And on the top I have a black turtleneck and a little brown vest. just kind of Jedi-ish looking. And I also just added the fingerless gloves and the hand plates for extra little pizzazz. Because why not? It's my character. I can do whatever I want. I don't have any pictures of this cosplay anywhere, but I have drawings of it. I have a lot of drawings of it on my Instagram. And so is the end of my cosplay saga, for now, I would absolutely love to make some more stuff. I just don't really know what I would make. It would probably be stuff where I wouldn't have to get a wig. And now it is time for my interesting thing of the week. And this is a few things, but it'll be the last thing that I talk about. We're done talking about cosplay. We're talking about random stuff now because that is the theme of this podcast, Takas Topics, where there's more than one topic to talk about because I talked about cosplay already and now I'm going to talk about more stuff. Anyway, so the interesting thing that I did this week, I went to some like really nerdy stores with some friends and I bought my own uh, Dungeons and Dragons dice for my D&D game that I'm doing. I'm a noob, so don't even ask me about D&D. I don't know anything about D&D. So, <laughs> the dice are green. And they have, like, these rusty orange accents. I really like them. They look really cool. And I also found a single D20, which is a 20-sided dice, with um, the colors of my character, which you would see if you went on my Instagram, which are black, silver, and green, so that's kind of my lucky D20. I also got a Funko Pop of Holiday Special Boba Fett. Uh, I talked about the Holiday Special a little bit in the last podcast, but basically the Holiday Special is the first time where we see Boba, because Boba doesn't show up in A New Hope. He only shows up in um, Empire Strikes Back, but the Holiday Special came out in between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So, this is the first time we ever see Boba and his design is crazy. Like he looks so different from like the official design. His helmet's like completely light blue and his armor's yellow. It's very weird. But I I absolutely love that design. Because it's really cool. And I had just drawn like Boba Fett with the Holiday Special colors. And I was just like thinking about it a lot. And then at the store, my friend was like, hey, look, it's Holiday Special Boba Fett. And I was like, what? I was like just thinking about this so much. That is awesome. So I bought it, it was only like $12. I don't know anything about Funko Pop, so I don't even know if that's a good price. Uh, the first Funko I ever bought was Edward Elric from the Comic-Con that I went to dressed as she Wow, look at how all of this stuff is lining up. Look at how everything is connecting right now. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Last thing that I will talk about. The last thing that I'll talk about. the The other thing that I did on that same day. Let's go to my favorite restaurant, Texas Roadhouse. Now, I didn't get to experience Texas Roadhouse for the majority of my life, but ever since my first visit a few years ago, I've never wanted to go anywhere else as much as I've wanted to go to this place. Their food, you know, is pretty good. They have steaks. They have, like, American food. They have a few couple... a few couple? A couple few a couple of a couple of uh what am I saying a couple of seafood dishes anyway they have a couple of seafood dishes they have a couple of other stuff they have steak and their steak's pretty good and their pricing is really good too. The service, the atmosphere's nice, good standard for a, a good restaurant. But what I really want to talk about is their dinner rolls. More specifically the butter that comes with the rolls. It's this whipped cinnamon butter with like a some honey in there. It's just mm, it's so good. It spreads perfectly because it's whipped. It tastes amazing. And it just mmm. This butter is the best. The best it's just the best. Anything. Honestly, I think it's my favorite food, and the rolls are great. They're light, they're airy, they've got a pretty sweet dough, they're always warm when the waiter brings them out. The only problem we ever have at this place is not getting enough butter. We usually have to ask right away for them to bring us more, but not this time. This time, we had enough butter for the entire meal. At the end of the meal, I always ask for a box of rolls to go, and they'll usually give me a to-go box with like four rolls and a couple of containers of butter. But this time, each one of us got a box of rolls and a bag of like seven butter containers. Seven! Dude, oh man. I was really happy. So for these reasons, Texas Roadhouse is my favorite restaurant. And also, when you call their number and you get put on hold like to call ahead, because you can't really do a reservation. I don't really know the rules on that. but You can't do a reservation, but there's usually a pretty bad wait. So you can call ahead and like put your name in. And if you call and you get put on hold, they play a song that they had specifically written for Texas Roadhouse customers waiting at the phone, it's like they've got their own lyrics and it's like a country song, but it's <laughs> it's just great. I love it. It's so funny. So, yeah. I love Texas Roadhouse. I love their roles. I love their butter and I love their song that they play on the phone. Follow me on Instagram if you liked this. And I already said that like five million times. But yeah. And remember, kids, no cheese, no sleep.